Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Emma Kniebe. Good morning. Today's passage is from 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 10 to 13, which says, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Well, there you have it. So the day of the Lord will come like a thief. It's not really what we expect from God, is it, to be like a thief? Um, I wonder whether any of you guys have ever had anything stolen from you. I haven't had anything precious stolen from me, but I can imagine that experience must be very painful, scary, it can be frustrating, and probably usually is unexpected. And I think most of us would agree that having something taken from us against our will is usually an unpleasant experience, one where we are at least left disappointed. And I think here in this passage, Peter is trying to show us a kindness in preventing a future disappointment for us all. And in fact, he's trying to prevent us not just from a little future disappointment, but actually from eternal separation from God. And he is warning us here plainly that what is of this world will be destroyed. If we look at verse 10, it says, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. The earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. I think Peter's saying quite clearly that things of this world will be taken from us like a thief, whether we like it or not. And I think at first glance, this might seem unreasonable to some. I mean, why would God take away all the things we've worked so hard for in life? Maybe a nice house, financial stability, a high status at work. I mean, surely if all these things will be stolen from us eventually and they're only ever temporary, it's not worth putting all our time and energy into. I think this is what Peter is trying to tell us. He's trying to open our eyes to see the world as God does, to see what is good and has eternal value in God's eyes. So what is worth putting our time and effort into that won't just be stolen from us and destroyed in the end? Well, we see in verse 10 that what is of the world is temporary and won't last. So in verse 11, Peter shows us what has everlasting value to God. The focus in this life should not be on what we can gain and possess physically in this world, but should be placed instead on the kind of people we ought to be. Isn't that so beautiful? And it's so contrasting to cultural norms in a world that puts so much worth in material possessions and status and money and power. We have a God who disregards all the things of the world and says instead to cherish us 
because God cares about who we are, the type of characteristics we possess and how we choose to act and live our lives. And in verse 11, God tells us how we ought to live our lives. He says we ought to live in holy and godly ways. So you ought to live holy and godly lives. And he tells us why in verse 12. He says, as we look forward to the day of God and speed, it's coming. And I love the urgency in Peter's appeal for us to live these holy and godly lives. You know, the day of God's return is coming and it's coming at speed. And I think it's so easy for us Christians to forget that Jesus is coming back. You know, we believe he came. And so we must remember that to stay alert and to be expectant for his return at any time. Now, I think people have different reactions to this knowledge of Christ returning to judge the earth. You know, some might be really excited. They might have been waiting for this a long, long time. Um, and it might bring about a righteous fear, a holy fear, um, an awe-filled wonder at the beauty of who God is and what he's going to do. But for others, this news of God judging the world seems completely terrifying. Um, and in verse 12, which says that the day will bring about destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. This maybe sounds quite extreme to some people. And, you know, some people might be thinking, if this is true, what on earth am I going to do? I mean, I haven't been living a, a holy or godly life. I, I, I haven't lived up to God's expectations. Maybe I'm not worth saving and maybe I'm not going to fit into this new heaven and this new earth. And I think sometimes thinking about an eternal future, when a lot of the time, for me anyway, it's hard enough to even focus on the day ahead, it sometimes feels like a daunting prospect you know, eternity is almost too big to get our heads around in a world where we're so used to getting answers instantly and only accepting truths that are based on scientific evidence in front of us. And it can be hard to see why the idea of an eternal heaven is relevant to our lives at all, especially when we're not in control of when Christ will return. And we might not think we're up to God's standards anyway. So what's the point in trying to be holy and godly at all? And I think this is where the good news of Jesus comes in, because God doesn't call us to be holy and godly in our own strength. He of all people knows that would be absolutely impossible. We aren't called to be the best people we can be in order to earn our space in this eternal life with God in this new earth and this new heaven. It's the other way around. The space is already reserved for us. And because Jesus paid the price for all of our flaws by sacrificing his own life on the cross, just through accepting who he is and what he's done for us, we are made righteous. We're made holy and godless and blameless in the eyes of God. So we're made holy and godly and blameless in the eyes of God. And we are free to claim our predestined spot in the new earth and heaven that is to be. Now, as we know, just because Jesus came to forgive our sins, it doesn't mean we automatically live perfect lives like God's little puppets or something. And it doesn't mean that we can just do what we want either and continue to act in the ways we know that won't bring us closer to God. But it does mean that we are given the freedom to choose whether or not to accept God's forgiveness and invitation into this new heaven and earth. If we look at verse 13, it says... 
but in keeping with his, God's promise. We are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. And the joy of this knowledge is that we can trust that God's promise of this new heaven and new earth is true. And we're all invited to share in the excitement of eagerly looking forwards to a place where what only good exists. You know, a physical world, imagine it, without pain, where the curse of sin has been lifted and we're able to live in a world of perfect harmony and relationship with God and others. I mean, I can't even begin to imagine how incredible that would be. And the, the truth is that we all, by ourselves, fall short of God's perfection and criteria of being righteous to enter his kingdom. But the good news is, that's why he sent Jesus. And all we have to do now to opt into this eternal guarantee of this wonderful new earth and heaven is to accept Jesus as our saviour and to receive his love and forgiveness for all our flaws in our hearts and to be open to letting his Holy Spirit transform us more into his holy image each day. You know, God offers us forgiveness, transformation, and then an eternal life with him. It's the most amazing gift, and it's completely free to those who are willing to trust Jesus. And that transaction, it's just between us and God. And so today I just wanted to end in prayer for any of us who wanted to just recommit our hearts to him, to say to Jesus, yes, I want you to be the king of my heart, to guide me, to transform me more into your image. And for those who might not have accepted Jesus fully into their heart, I just would love to say a quick prayer now, which you might want to echo in your heart if you want to receive God's love and this invitation into this new heaven and the promise of this new earth which is to come yeah lord i just thank you so much that we have so much to be excited for and jesus i just thank you that we have nothing to be scared of when we rest in your hands lord i just thank you that you are fully trustworthy and this morning lord we just give our hearts over to you we surrender to you and we say you are the Lord of all. And Lord, we we pray that you'd be Lord of our lives, Lord. We pray that you'd be guiding us, that you'd be transforming us more into your image today. And Lord, I just pray that we would choose to give ourselves over to you um, and to see the work that you will do and to live in hope for the work that is to come. Amen. Hello, today on HCC Daily, we started by praising God with Psalm 103, which says, Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. And we gave uh, praise to God for who he is and all the good that he has done for us. Our prayer points for today focused on praying against the lies of the enemy who we know wants to trick us into thinking the things of the world are better than what God has in store for us. And we pray for those around us who might still be believing those lies or living as if um, the things of the world are more important. And we also just prayed that our hearts would be open to marvel at how good God is afresh today and to be excited about looking forward to this new heaven and new earth. Have a great day.